Hello, welcome back to um, First Timothy, and we are in our fourth day of our first week, um, and we are going to be in First Timothy 1, 12 through 17 today, and uh, we'll have Terry just jump right in. All right, verses 12 through 17. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Jesus Christ might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 I love that last verse. Mm-hmm. I do too. I love in 15, um, like this is really what it all boils down to. Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners. Yeah. Full stop. Full the stop. end. That's it. That's the point. That's and the if point. we believe that, that's the, that's the gospel. Full stop. The end. Thanks for joining us. Have a good week. (laughs) 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 You know, I mean, really, that's what it all all boils down to. And and Paul even says, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Yeah. This is it. This is it, folks. This is the message right here. So, and Paul really, man, Paul was the worst. He was just rotten. You know, yeah. <laughs> so for him to be able to say that, um, that's that's amazing. It really it's is funny. It's like, yeah, Paul was pretty bad, but it's like I can think of some others that are kind of even worse. Like when we look at our all-time criminals, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, that's bad. I don't know, but it's like it, once we all sin, we're all sinners. Yeah. At right? some point, you could be the worst sinner or not the worst sinner, or like you really don't want to try to gain that crown of the worst, worst of the worst. Like that's not, no one's really going to win ultimately on that. The only way to win is if you try to gain that crown of, Oh Jesus, you're my Lord. Yeah. I don't know if there's a crown with that, but maybe a cool hat or something. Crown of righteousness, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, that's it. Because he was so horrible. Yeah. When he came to Christ, it was such a change in his life mm-hmm. that there could be no other answer. There's no other reason. And because of God, Jesus working in him so strongly to change him, he can't help it. He has to tell. Yeah. And it's, it's like, if, so if you take the worst um, criminal, let's just say, take Hitler, okay. as bad as he was, and then some, he, the Lord brought him to himself and he got saved. 
wow, would people be talking about that? Would it have been so unbelievable that God could do that? It, it would be such a strong witness for Christ. Yeah, it would be. And, right? you know, that's a really good point, Terry, because Paul was well known. Yeah, he, was. he wasn't like hiding somewhere. He was no. very well known Jewish uh, scholar, um, man of the law, teacher yep. uh, in the temples. I mean, he was he was up there. Yeah. Well, and, and and at a certain point, there were people who didn't trust him because of who he had been. They they couldn't believe that there would be that kind of transformation. Mm-hmm. Ananias, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Wait man, a minute, Lord. That's fake <clears throat> to me. That's a well. Let's like talk about that story. How Paul. Yeah. Well, let's talk about who Paul was. What are some of the things he did? Um, He went around arresting Christians, throwing them into prison. He got letters from the Jewish High Council to go into other cities, not just Jerusalem, but all over the the known world at the time. Um, He was there when Stephen was stoned. Um, I'm sure he held all their coats while they stoned him to death. Yeah, I mean, he he was a violent man. The dude was a hitman. He was a hitman. Hitman for a hitman for God. Yeah, (laughs) because that's what was running underneath all the stuff he was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is this was all for God? Yeah, in his in his mind, in his mind, in his mind. But as he says, even though I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief, like you, who Rosemary said. Um, yeah, he he thought he was doing the right thing for right God. Thing. Yes. How, how often? Although, do we it's really that's kind of well, it was a pretty violent world then. It, think about that though, yeah. Terry. If if yeah. someone was a prophet back in the Old Testament, if they were a prophet and they were lying, they were killed. Yeah. Right. And they had to do that to preserve what is truth. Like, you're willing to put your life on the line for that? True. That's true. Yeah. It was more violent. But how often do we do it here? We may not kill them physically, but boy, oh boy, can we cancel people? Mm-hmm. This shunning is deadly. Oh, yeah. It's deadly. It was deadly back then. Having someone put out from the community, that was Old Testament too, I think, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And Yeah. And I'm like, that's deadly. You could die there. Yeah. The same thing can happen here with shunning, destroying people's lives on social media or mm-hmm. however they want to do that. It's deadly. Kids doing it to each other on social media, deadly. Yeah. Uh. And, and the part about that too is that it also leads to death for us. If we are participating in that, not just that other person metaphorically dies, but so do we. To take someone down or to shun someone or to do that, there's a piece of us that has to die to do that, to be that cruel. Yeah, kindness and goodness. Right. And gentleness, missing. Yeah, those aren't there. Those are fruits of the Spirit. Those fruits aren't there in that. There is a spiritual law that we reap what we sow. So if we sow that kind of hurt and pain and violence, then eventually we will reap it in our own lives. Um, So I don't think people understand that. So how about we just err on the side of grace? Yeah. Right? Grace and mercy. 
Grace yeah. and mercy. Paul says in um, verse 14, he says, the grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly mm-hmm. along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And I just, uh, in my notes, I just kept saying grace, abundant grace, grace yeah. upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. And guess what? Like Paul was out literally hunting people down yeah. to murder them. Dragging he, out of their homes, homes. into the and, streets. And women. Yeah. Right. right. Taking people away from their children. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But God saw that and still used him and called him and said, you are mine. You are mine. And I am going to do this, put this giant work in front of you. So get busy and get working for me instead of what you were doing. So if he can do that to someone who was openly hunting his believers, I've never hunted a person in my life. I'll just tell you that. I've never hunted and killed a man in the street. So if God can have that much grace on him, yeah. like there's nobody that's out there that's beyond. I'm also thinking how God protected Paul. Uh-huh. He was, it's like you're running with a gang, right? You don't just step out of that gang. You don't just step out. People were probably going to try to kill him too. Oh, yeah. Why not? He wasn't the only person thinking we should kill people who were of what they called the way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Christians. Wow, I just thought about that. Well, think Paul knowing who he was and what he had done. For God to show him that grace, um, that's why he's so good about being able to explain how, you know, the law is not, we're not going to focus on the law. We're going to focus on grace. Um, that it's grace that gets us saved because he knew that it's only the grace of God that, that brought results in his life that changed his life. Mm-hmm. And so it would only be the grace of God that could change anybody's life. Grace is what brings results. It's yeah. a gift of God. Um, nothing that we can do for ourselves. Um, and so I think he had a, because of his history, he had a deeper understanding of what that really meant, maybe than the average person. Yeah, Terry, like you were saying, you know, he's such a 180. Yeah. He couldn't help but go and tell people about it. He couldn't yeah. help but live that example. And so so when God did that transformation, that was on the road to Damascus. That's what we've kind of talked about that a little bit. Like Angie was, um, you know, she was saying he was knocked off of his horse. He was blind. Now, the two people with him did not see anyone. And this is where... Um, Paul hears a voice from heaven, and it's Jesus saying, um, Saul, Saul, Paul, why do you kick against the goads? The goads, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and I, think, I think it did happen there. I think that's right at the moment that it happened when I look at that scripture. Um, but I... But then it's like that walk in faith he needs to start happening, trying to explain what happened. I, like, I just picture him trying to explain to the people he was traveling with, like, I don't know, I can't see there's scales on my eyes. I don't know if he knew there were scales because he couldn't see them. But it was like, I don't know, I can't see. Can you take me to this place? Just listening to that voice. The person I have so much compassion for here is Ananias. This is who Paul, it's like Hitler, coming in. It was that feeling, right? This man, this very powerful man who's very deadly to people like me coming in and asking to stay at your house. I, well, I just, God, 
God speaks to Ananias. He says, go, mm-hmm. go to Paul. Yes. And Ananias yes. is like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yes. You know who he is, right? Yeah. Don't, don't you know who he is and what this he's is, doing? Am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? I mean, I just have so much compassion. Surely not. Surely not. I think yeah. that must have been a pretty strong voice, not just a leading. <laughs> right. Good point. So Good point. for those of you who don't know, Ananias was a disciple and he was in Damascus. Um, and he had a vision at, you can find this in Acts nine. Um, and the vision says, go to the house of Judas on straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul for he's praying. So he's like, this isn't just like a, Hey, you should wander. This is like, uh-huh. go, here, go here. And this is who you're going to go to. And this is what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Saul yeah. of Tarsus. Wait, 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 wait. Right. And so Ananias surely was like, son of Tarsus, I don't. Doesn't he probably have a letter to drag me out and kill me? Like, right. Well, yeah. Is this a trick? Are you tricking hey. me? Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, you jokester. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I want to get back to just for a second when Paul. Um, when God does, when Jesus does meet Paul and Paul falls on his knees and says, who are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't say the leader of those others that you've been persecuting. It's like, you, this is, you're doing this to them. You're doing this to me. Yeah. And I love how um, Jesus kind of, um, um, uh, I don't makes us him makes us his. I don't know how to explain it other than just he he is us. We are him. We're his body. Yeah, part of his body. Well, just like yeah. if somebody does something to your kids, they might as well be doing it to you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same with Jesus. When people do things against his, we're his children. Um, it, it's very personal. Yeah, because we are part of him. Because of the Holy Spirit, he is in us. He is in us, yeah. Which is like a whole different way of thinking, because it is. It's That's where things start to get a little weird sounding, right? Like, Jesus died, and then he sent this ghosty left <laughs> thing, and it just is like in us now. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> like a sci-fi movie. Right. We've been, exactly. yeah, body snatched. Right. But, that's a, <laughs> but, but in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> that's right. Right. But Angie, like mm. you said, it's like um, if something, if somebody does something to your kids, like your kids are part of you. Part of you. Right. Yeah. So. Anyway. I think when I came to Christ, I cried for like an hour. I could not stop crying. And I'm not talking about little, I was boohooing. And I couldn't stop. And a part of it was I kept seeing my sin. Mm. And then I kept experiencing God's grace right right as that kept happening. And so I know that was a, when I think of like a profound change, that definitely happened for me as I saw Christ. Um, so anyway, I'm relating to Paul a little bit in that way. Yes. So let me ask you this. Um, what do you think, how do you think this affected the people that were with Saul? The two guys? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> they may have walked a little bit further away from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they led him by the hand into Damascus yeah. after right. Damascus. I know. Um, yeah. So then they're seeing all of this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like Terry, you were talking, or maybe Rosemary, I don't remember which one of you said um, that God protected protected Saul also. Saul slash Paul. Yeah. Um, so, because people would probably have been hunting, right, for for him after he had made that conversion. But by having these two men that were with him, that um, they never saw Jesus, but they heard a sound. They knew that there was something. They could see the scales on his eyes. Um, I'm assuming that they were physical scales. Um but then they see this huge transformation and that there was something that really physically happened to, to Paul. So don't you think that there was some sort of protection there and the fact that it wasn't just this guy out on his own who had this experience and now he's telling people like there were some people who were there to, to witness to witness yeah, and to see this change and to give even more validity and to be able to testify, like, listen, I saw this dude, and I worked with this dude, and I was part of his hit gang, and I, that's how gangsta I am, that I don't even know what <laughs> Look it's at you. Like. Look at you. Hitman hit squad. Hit throw man. it down there, Suzanne. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, like, I was part of the dirty deeds, and I, I saw this, and I don't know what it was, but I saw it, and now I can see what's happening here. So God works in all those ways to even just, um, I mean, like we can look back at it in the Bible here and see what happened and know what happened. But again, it's that oral tradition of um, this wasn't all written down um, to begin with. And so there were somebody, there were people there who could say, you know, yeah, he was, he was pretty rotten. Yeah. And I saw what happened. Too bad. Yeah. Well, how about the house that he went to? Is that the house where he was going as the killer of the those in the way? How did he explain to the people that he's gone to see? <laughs> I mean, he has to have said, "Oh my gosh, you won't believe what's happened to me." Right, right. Uh, yeah. So there are there are more than you know more than just Paul mm-hmm. that's affected here. Yeah, I wish we knew so, more about the people there and the two guys that were with him. And I know, wouldn't that be cool? One of those that questions we could cool. ask. Yeah, but it just makes me think of like, okay, so Rosemary was very aware of her sin. She cried for an hour. But what about those people who were around her? What about those people who saw? What about those people who sat with her? What about those people who prayed with her? What about those people that she talked to afterward? There was that physical reaction to that change and you know that there are people who are like you know i don't know who that woman was but something happened something happened to her okay and yes there were people that were there and they were kind and good and i made an appointment with the pastor and i went in and i was mad it was like a couple (laughs) days later i was like what just happened i'm pro-gay rights i'm pro-abortion i'm pro this i was like (laughs) I'm pro every sin there could be, except, well, maybe murder, but it was abortion. I mean, I was like, I just didn't see it. And and it was like, I was like, I don't know what just happened to me. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know who I am. And he was just, I'm sure sitting there, he was very calm. He goes, well, let's just keep praying. Just keep coming back. And it was very loving. And I'm sure he was saying, and hey, let's just kind of take her off that leader list for now. You know, I, was like, <laughs> I, but I was, I didn't know what to do with myself after. 
but those well, changes. You know what to do with yourself now. You've, you're doing a good good oh, job. Amen, because mm-hmm. Jesus. It's only because yeah. of Jesus, I'm telling and, you. And those changes, like sometimes we think it doesn't make a difference, right? It doesn't make a difference what I do. It doesn't make a difference what I believe. It doesn't. I'm just one little tiny speck of sand in the universe, you know? But um, we do make a difference and we do matter. And the way that we... Um, live out that witness is a big deal. Yeah. And we may not have this big multi-million following. We may never speak in front of even 20 people, but to our kids, to our neighbors, to the lady in the line at the grocery store um, that we show grace to, to the guy who bought all the milk and I didn't fuss at. Um, you know, I mean, those are all people that we are affecting That's right. by that change. Yeah. Right. I, um, when my kids were little, I used an example <clears throat> of the things that you do or the things that you say, um, changes that you make. It's like taking a rock and throwing it into the lake. Mm-hmm. So right on the surface, you see what happened. You know, it it disturbed the water, the ripples ripple out and out. And you think, oh, well, that's done. But the rock has gone down into a new place where it wasn't before, made a little dent maybe in the sand. Now the water has to go a different way around that rock that wasn't there before. And so changes keep being made underneath what you see at the top. And things that you do, rocks that you throw, can change someone else's life forever. Like you say, those little things matter. Every little one matters. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love throw that a rock, people. <laughs> throw a rock. Yeah. And just know that it, because we all have times, I think, where we feel like, why am I bothering? Is it worth it? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the point? Um <laughs> but it does, it, it matters. Mm-hmm. So. And now look at Paul, look at who now he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when Ananias gets to him, he's praying. So he's already beginning to understand that life is going to be very different mm-hmm. from here on out. Although he's probably wondering, am I ever going to see again? What's going on? <laughs> but he is praying mm-hmm. to find out what's next yeah and there's a whole lot that's coming up there's all my guess oh boy yeah so yeah well before we delve too far into that because we'll jump more into that next week um but does somebody want to close us out today i'll pray for us great thanks um father we love you so very much and we are so grateful um that you love us that you love us enough that you sent your son Jesus to give himself to pay for all of our sin and to restore us to a right relationship with you. Father, we can never express how thankful we are um, for the results that grace has brought into our lives, for the love and the joy and the peace that you've given us. Um, And Father, we are well aware that those things have a ripple effect, like Terry said, that that love and that peace and that joy spreads out from us um, 
and touches other people. And Father, we believe that that love of Jesus that's in us will touch others and they'll come to know him and to love him and to be loved by him and that we'll just keep passing that love on, Father, so that the family of God continues to grow. Because, Father, your word says that you wouldn't lose one of us, that we were all um, beloved by you, that we are all beloved by you, and that you want all of us to be saved and come to know you. So, Father, I love that last verse that we read um, in First Timothy. So, unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Mm. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Mm. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>